If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air of Shabbos to all of you. And what a special Shabbos it is. It's not only Shabbos, it's also Rosh Chodesh. Today being Erev Rosh Chodesh. And what a special Rosh Chodesh it is. It's Rosh Chodesh Elul. The last month of the year. A month that is absolutely vital in terms of ushering in the coming year. A month that brings us closer to Yantav, to Rosh Hashanah. And all that Rosh Hashanah represents in all its glory, all its beauty, and all its holiness. Rosh Hashanah this year, of course, is a time that we have to commit to greater and better things. The world has gone through all sorts of difficulties, all sorts of strange things. We've gone through all sorts of challenging moments, pandemics, wars, situations that the world hasn't seen in a long time. And this is why as we approach Rosh Hashanah this year, we have to make sure that we somehow consider what our prayers should be, both in a personal sense, what we ask for ourselves, our families, but at the same time, collectively, what we ask for as a people, as a nation, not only as a nation, but we ask for universally what we want for the world. The world is in a difficult situation, and part of our responsibility as people who live in this world, we have to pray to Hashem. In fact, the prayers that we say on Rosh Hashanah not only includes personal things, it includes universal things. We ask God, creator of heaven and earth, that he look down upon this world and bless us. He somehow sends down an energy of goodness and blessing. And this is something that we have to consider. Because even though Hashem will give each and every one of us a ketiva tova to be scribed and sealed, for a good and sweet year. Nonetheless, it's up to us to make an effort. It's up to us to somehow do something that indicates that we have a sense of concern, a sense of responsibility, a sense of doing the correct thing as we approach Rosh Hashanah. And this is why we have the month of Elul. We have an entire month of preparation, an entire month that we are able to consider carefully what in fact we are going to do as we approach Melech Malche Hamlachim, the King of Kings, Creator of Heaven and Earth, our Father in Heaven, how we are going to approach Hashem as we approach the awesome days of Rosh Hashanah, the ten days of repentance, Yom Kippur, etc. And this is something which we have to consider tomorrow, tonight, Erev Rosh Chodesh, and Rosh Chodesh El. El is an incredible month. It's a month of reflection. It's a month of preparation. We reflect upon the past year. What have we accomplished? What have we done? How much have we done? Is there some things that we still have to complete? And the things that we have done, how well have we done those things? We have to somehow bring about an account and reckoning of those things that we have done. Human beings, human beings have tremendous energy, tremendous potential. God gives us great gifts, physical, material, spiritual, mental, emotional, all sorts of gifts. And we have to ask ourselves, have we used 
those gifts that Hashem gave us, that God gave us, have we used them correctly? And this is why during the month of Elul, it is a month of reflection. It's a month of looking upon the past year and saying to ourselves, what have I done with all that time, with all that energy, with all those gifts, with all those abilities? Have I used them correctly? And during the month of Elul, we are able to somehow correct all of that. Yes, it's only a month, but each and every single day of the month, we are able to correct what we haven't done yet in the past and to elevate the good things, the positive things, the accomplishments of the past year. And this is why we have to reflect. At the same time as mentioned, it's a month of preparation when we have to prepare adequately for the coming year. To understand, as I mentioned earlier on, what it is that we have to ask for when we stand before the heavenly throne, the ultimate judge on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yes, we all know what we need and what we want. We have that long list of needs and wants. But is it truly our needs and wants? Part of maturity is truly knowing what we need and what we want. What a child wants is not what a mature adult wants. And this is why we have to make sure that our list of needs and wants are indeed a list that comes from a sense of maturity, not only physical and intellectual and emotional maturity, but spiritual maturity as well. And this is why beginning with the month of El, important things begin to happen. We begin to blow the shofar. Every single day, except for Shabbat, of course, we blow the shofar. And what is the shofar? The shofar is, well, it's an alarm. It's a sound of awakening. It reminds us important things are about to happen. Important things are happening. Are we ready for that? It's a sound that tells us that we have to do something. It's an urgent moment. It's a moment that we are able to accomplish so much, both for the past year and for the coming year. It's a sound that comes from the depths of our heart. It's a sound that touches us to the essence of our soul. The shofar, we are told, is something that comes from the very essence of our spiritual identity. Where is the shofar from? It reminds us of the great sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac. It reminds us of the time that we stood at Sinai. The shofar is an incredible sound that reminds us of the essential identity of the Jewish people. The Torah, sacrifice, the eternity, the nobility of the Jewish people, who and what we are. And these are the things that we have to think about. These are the things that are awakened within us when that sound is made. And this is why it's important to be in shul. And if you're going to shul, you have to ask someone, can you blow the shofar for me? I need to hear that sound. It's not a trumpet. It's not just any noise. It's not an alarm clock. It accomplishes so much more. But it comes from a deep, spiritual source and therefore it's able to touch deep dimensions within our soul within our minds within our hearts within our very being this is what the shofar does every single day except for shabbat during the month of Elul. 
What else happens during the month of Elul? We begin to say the 27th chapter of Tehillim. And what is that all about? Le David from David. A special, well, thanksgiving to Hashem. God is my light. Hashem Orivi Yeshi. God is my light and God is my salvation. From whom shall I fear? What David is saying, he's thanking God for protecting him in all the difficult battles that he went through. But that's not what he really wants. He doesn't want to go into battle anymore. He doesn't want the victories of battle. What he says, There is one thing that I want from God. I want to sit in the house of God and to see with pleasantness the glory of God. I want my life to be one that is dedicated to the spirituality of the study of Torah within an atmosphere of holiness. That's what I want. Yes, of course, he was incredibly victorious in so many difficult battles. And he acknowledges them. And he thanks God for them. But what he really wants, Achas Shoalti, the only thing I really want is that God should grant me that type of tremendous tranquility where I'm able to appreciate the true spirituality of life. And this is something that has to touch us. We are involved in the battles of life, and we see victories, economic victories, social victories, relationship victories. Those things are important. But we have to yearn for that incredible tranquility that comes with the spirituality of Torah and the spirituality of holiness. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the month of Elul. We're talking about how special it is, a month of reflection, a month of preparation, a month that we are able to accomplish so many incredibly great things in order to stand before God Almighty on the day of days and to ask Him for all that we need. So you ask, okay, I hear Elul is a special month. You're able to accomplish great things. You're able to bring about tremendous transformation to correct all that has to be corrected the past year and to prepare adequately and correctly for the coming year. But isn't that an incredibly difficult task? How within the short space of one month can I as a human being, and a limited human being, how am I able to accomplish all of that with my limited capabilities? After all, a human being can do only so much. How can I achieve that great, great element of reflection and preparation? So our Hasidic masters talk about something which is very important. And you've heard it before. You've heard it from me and from others about what takes place during the month of Elul. And what takes place during the month of Elul is Melech Masoda, the king is in the field. What does that mean? It's a metaphor speaking about how God himself, the king of kings, dresses himself in the garments of the ordinary person and leaves his holy palace and goes into the field where the ordinary people are. And he makes himself available. He approaches the ordinary people. 
And he welcomes them. He beckons them to come to him so that he can give them whatever they need. It's a month that not only are we able to accomplish great things, but God himself makes himself present within our circumstances. It's not that we have to go into his palace, which is normally locked to the ordinary individual. God leaves, so to speak, that incredibly holy, protected spiritual domain. He makes himself available and present within the ordinary dimensions of his creation. And with a smiling face, with a welcoming gesture, he calls out to everyone to approach him. And he says, I will give you what you need. What that means, of course, is that although, yes, it's an enormous task, but it's a task that each and every one of us can achieve. We have that ability. All that we have to do is do it. All that we have to do is put our minds and hearts and actions to it and get it done. Of course, if we sit back and do nothing, it won't happen. But if we actually address it with our limited abilities, we will accomplish enormous things, extraordinary things, amazing things, far beyond our so-called limited abilities. The Pasha that we're going to read in Shul tomorrow is Re'eh. And Re'eh is always connected to the month of Elul. It's either Rishabbos Mevorchem when we bless the month of Elul, or like this year, it's Rish Chodesh Elul and Shabbos. But it's always connected to Elul because Re'eh and Elul have a unique relationship. Take a look at the beginning words of the parasha of Re'eh. What does it say? Moshe is speaking on behalf of God who says, Behold, see, see that I am giving you today, I am placing before you today. And what am I placing before you today? Bracha uklol, a blessing, and God forbid the opposite of a blessing. As a bracha, what is the blessing? Asher that you will hear and listen to the commandments of God, your God, that I am instructing you today. And the curse, the opposite of blessing, if you won't listen to the instructions of God. Listen carefully to the words that are being used. see. In other words, it's not something which is hidden. It's not something which is far away. It's not something that, well, you have to be a great sage. See, open your eyes and you will see. And what will you see? You will see with clarity the elements of God's creation, what's good and what's not good. What's a blessing, what's the opposite of blessing. And what's the blessing? The blessing is if you listen to that which God instructs you. And what's the curse? If you don't listen. But step back for a moment and say to yourself, he's saying see, and then he says listen. And as you've heard me say over the years, seeing and listening are two separate and different types of activities. When you see, you see with clarity. Listening takes effort, it's understanding, it's comprehension. 
Seeing is instant clarity. What is this Pesach all about? What is Moshe telling the Jewish people? He's saying to them, you want to see the world clearly. You want to see what's good and what's the opposite of good. You want to see how you can choose life properly. You want to see what in fact is constructed, and God forbid what is destructive. You want to have the clarity of doing the right thing. Then you have to devote yourself to understanding things. You have to listen to God's commandment. Because if you don't listen, there will be confusion and you won't see. You need both elements. Yes, you can see. But you have to learn to understand. And understanding is not something which is limited to great scholars or to the individual few. Understanding is something which is available to each and every single individual based upon his or her abilities. Understand as much as you can and you will see. And this is a great challenge that Torah gives us and this is what the month of Elul is all about. The month of Elul is a time that each and every one of us is able to see the king in the field. But at the same time, it takes a certain amount of effort on our part to recognize the king in the field, to recognize the great opportunity and blessing that is present, to recognize the fact that something great is being given to us, but it takes a certain amount of understanding, of comprehension, of devotion to that particular situation. Our sages tell us that the word Elul is actually an acrostic of different things. It represents Torah. The word Inaliyodavasamta speaks about somebody who was killed accidentally. So in order to protect yourself against being avenged by a member of family, you run to a city of refuge, which refers to Torah, because Torah protects us. It has the divine strength and power to protect us. El is a time that we have to commit ourselves to more Torah study. It brings protection. It brings a tremendous degree of refuge in the fullest sense of the word. It's a time of tefillah. It's a time of prayer. And it's based upon the passage that says, Anila Dodi Vidodi Li, I'm to my friend and my friend is to me. Referring about the unique and powerful symbiotic relationship between man and God. I am to God. I make an effort, an overture to God in his prayer. God responds. This is the month of El, a time that we have to dedicate ourselves with a greater fervor, with a greater element of connection to Hashem. It's a time of tzedakah. Again, the words of Elul, a time that we remember Purim, how we extend ourselves to our fellow and we give to the less fortunate, gifts to the impoverished. It's a time of sharing. This is a time where charity, giving tzedakah, takes on greater meaning during the month of Elul. It's a time of tshuva. As it says in Mol, Hashem and God will, so to speak, circumcise your heart to remove the coarseness that surrounds the sanctity and delicacy of your emotions, yours and your children. 
so that you're able to repent and connect with God, etc. This is what the month of Elul is all about. The month of Elul is a time that we have to devote ourselves to the study of Torah, a greater involvement in prayer, a greater dedication to the act of tzedakah, an understanding of tshuva, sensitizing ourselves so that our relationship with Hashem is more genuine and authentic. Those are the listening elements, the comprehension. And what happens, we begin to see. And what do we see? We see the presence of the king in the field. We begin to recognize the holiness of God's involvement with each and every one of us. He's here for us. And he gives us the strength. And he beckons. He extends himself to us with a great smile. Yes, Rosh Hashanah, God is a judge. And a judge can be awesome. But in the month of Elul, he is a welcoming figure that wants each and every one of us to achieve whatever it is that we need to achieve in a gentle, loving, close manner. And this is what Elul is all about, and this is what the Parsha Re'eh is about. But Moshe says, Re'eh Anochi, God says, it is I, the very same God who said Anochi, the Ten Commandments at Revelation at Sinai, I am the God who's going to show you, you will see with clarity and with certainty, without doubt, what's blessing and what's curse. You will go through life with the greatest gift, and that's the gift of certainty. You will know where to walk and where not to walk. You will see what steps to take and what steps to avoid, what relationships are healthy and what relationships are destructive, what is right for you and what is wrong for you, but... There has to be the listening. There has to be the dedication and the comprehension which comes with the study of Torah, which comes with the added prayer, which comes with giving more tzedakah charity, and which comes with tshuva, sensitizing ourselves to have a more authentic relationship with Hashem. It's a two-way street. That's what Edel is all about. It's a month which is filled with greatness. It's a month which is filled with opportunity. It's a month that is filled with precious, precious moments where Hashem gives us so much. But in order for us to see, we have to open our eyes. And in order for us to open our eyes, we have to listen. And listen means comprehension. And comprehension means understanding. And understanding means a devotion to the effort of giving time and giving substance to that which has to be understood. Yes, seeing comes after we know, and knowing comes after we study. And study doesn't mean that you have to sit 24 hours a day. It means take an extra hour a week, an extra moment a day. Do something more than you normally do. More of that so. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the incredible opportunities during the month of Elul. We're talking about how the king in the field enables us to achieve far beyond our abilities. So this is the opportunity, the month of Elul, the month of reflection for the past, preparation for the future. It's a month that has so much going for it. And each and every one is able to accomplish great things. You know, 
Our mystics tell us that the word El has the numerical value of 67. There's another word that has the numerical value of 67, and that's the word Bina. Bina means understanding. But Bina is also an interesting word because it's a combination of two words. Bina contains the word Ben, which means a son, a child, and the Yud and the He, which is a representation of God's name. And what it tells us is that each and every one of us is a child of Hashem, Ben Yudke. Each and every one of us is a child of Hashem. And Bina, we have the capacity to understand that. It's not something which is simply told to us, but each and every one of us has the ability to comprehend that incredible concept that Hashem, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, God who gave us the Torah, God himself, each and every one of us, is a precious child to Hashem. And when does all of that come together in its most intense form? During the month of Elul. The month of Elul is a time that each and every aspect of Jewish life is heightened to such a degree that it enables us to use those special elements in far greater measure, whether, as I said before, the study of Torah, or prayer, or charity, or teshuva, connecting with God in an authentic, every aspect of Jewish life comes to the fore in a far greater and stronger manner. But there's another dimension of El, which has the letters of El not in an ordered form, it's the words of Yom Lemar Mashir al-Hashem when the Jewish people cross the uh, Sea of Reeds coming out of Egypt. They said, come, let us sing a song of glory and thanksgiving for Hashem. But our sages tell us that song, that song is a song that will ultimately be sung at the time of Mashiach. And it has the four letters of Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed. Because that makes reference, as the Talmud, to the time of Tchiyat and the resurrection of the dead, when Mashiach will come. And that's what Elul is all about. Elul is a time that if we devote ourselves correctly to those four fundamental aspects of Jewish life, study of Torah, prayer, charity, and teshuvah, repentance and return to Hashem, then we will be blessed with the great blessing of Mashiach. We don't know the precise moment, but we pray that it should be speedily in our time. Because with the coming of Mashiach, everything will be transformed into the most glorious, into the most incredibly glorious sort of situation. And this is what the A, the ultimate seeing, is all about. Yes, it's a bit difficult to see the king in the field. We have to use incredibly inner dimensions of sight to see it. When Mashiach comes, all those things will be seen absolutely clearly. And this is what we have to pray for. We have to pray for the ultimate. We have to pray for the greatest things of all. We have to pray for that which is far beyond that which we have right now. We can't be limited in our prayers. We can't be limited in that which we ask Hashem. Yes, we make a calculation of the things that we need, the things that we want, and we have every right and every obligation 
to do just that. We should ask Hashem for everything that we need and everything that we want. But at the same time, we have to include in that list of prayer greater, far greater things as well. And as I said before, not only that which our community or that which our world needs, but that which all of creation needs, the ultimate revelation of God, the coming of Mashiach. This is what we should include in our prayers as well. And this is why it is one of those elements that is contained within the word Elul. Not directly, not clearly, but it's there. And this is something that we have to work for as well whether it's through the study of Torah, whether it's through prayer, whether it's the act of charity, whether it's the act of teshuvah, there is a subtext that all of that should bring about the ultimate redemption. This is what we pray for. And this is why this Shabbos is so incredibly important. Because when you're in shul tomorrow, you're going to be surprised at what this parsha contains. It contains a great many things, lots of kashrut. Laws of tithes, laws of charity, the festivals, a great many things. And you will find a great many things that speak to you, you individually and you directly. And take the time to listen. And if you have to prepare, why don't you pull out a chumash at home tonight, perhaps this afternoon, or perhaps tomorrow morning before you go to shul, or perhaps tomorrow afternoon after you come home from shul. And try to look at the Parsha and see what the Parsha is saying to you individually in order to make your Elul far more meaningful. And when Sunday rolls around, make a point of hearing the shofar being blown somewhere. If you can get the shul, get the shul. If not, find out from your rabbi or a friend who knows how to blow the shofar. Hear that sound. It's not only a physical sound, as I said earlier on. It touches the essential dimensions of your soul. It awakens inner energies and powers that you possess on all sorts of levels. It gives you strength. It energizes you. It gives you incredible power. And do something during the month of El. Dedicate. Make an undertaking to study a bit more Torah, to enhance your prayer, to give more charity, and to somehow Acts of tshuva, little things, better things. Reflect upon the past year and ask yourself, have I done enough? And prepare adequately for the coming year. It's a great Shabbos. It's Rosh Chodesh. And not only a regular Chodesh, the month of El, final month of the year, one that ushers in the coming year. It's filled with blessing. It's filled with opportunity. Make it count. Good Shabbos. And the Kodesh.